BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. It doesn't matter who you are or what you have. Life can be pretty damn hard. And without a healthy mind, it's even harder. Check out online therapy with betterhelp.com slash toast and be on your way to a little more ease. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Welcome, 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 welcome to the Morning Toast. I mean, we were only missing for one day. Feels like an eternity. It does feel like an eternity. It's been so long since I saw you. How was your trip? Thank you for asking. I mean, I couldn't start on any other foot. It's the K-sized elephant in the room. My trip was incredible. It was a teeny tiny elephant. It was so meaningful. Like, it really was true downtime, quality time with K. Flew in Thursday. (coughs) Excuse me. Stayed till Sunday, and it was just KKK. KKK, spending the entire weekend with my gorgeous, beautiful, precious angel niece, Kayla. Um, she's gotten so big since we've last seen her. Like, it's disgusting. <laughs> um, it's actually offensive how, like, the nerve she has to grow without us. Yeah. And it was amazing, but it was also, like, really sad. Like, the whole time there was this, like, cloud, at least for me, over the weekend, knowing, like, I'm going to have to say goodbye to Olivia and to Kayla, you know, in 24 hours and 36 hours. So that was really hard. It yeah. was really, I'm not going to lie, like it wasn't all sunshine in Florida. Like it was. There were some clouds. Cover me in sunshine. It was cloudy, like for sure. Damn. But you did it? I did it. We had an amazing time. Liv's house looks so good. She, of course, said, you know, when the time is right, she's here for a home tour on the of Patreon. Of course. You guys knew that, though. She wanted me to re- reiterate to everyone Thank that you, she misses Olivia. you. Thank you all for all the wonderful messages you've been sending her, helpful tips on, you know, how to stay cool in Florida, how to get lizards out of your house. Okay, we ordered Benihana, and I opened the door, and literally the biggest lizard ran through the door, and I went screaming through the house like it's just florida tings florida tings but i actually have a soft spot in my heart for lizards because your sister is one because i believe that margot ashray is a lizard reincarnated and so when i see a lizard i send a lizard yeah and it makes me feel like margot's with me wherever i am so if you look at it that way how fun margot joined the weekend no i don't look at it that way i don't look at it that way at all (laughs) it was fucking traumatizing but, you know, I swam. I got so unbelievably sunburned, and I only laid out for one day, which is just fabulous, you know? Did you wear sunscreen? No, but okay. it was one day in Florida. Like, I'm not at the equator. I'm in Florida. It was late September, early October. Right. Still summer Fall. tings. Fall. I guess. I'm like, my chest is bright fucking red. 
That's exciting. Yeah, because I'm going on a majeure trip this week. And I was like, didn't want to be pale. And I hate getting a spray tan before a trip because then I can't swim. And oh, like, I love getting a spray tan before a trip. Then I can't really be myself, you know? Like, oh, I, yeah. You no. know, it limits your mobility. It having, does. Well, you can swim, just not in a chlorine pool. So you just have to make sure everything's, you know, salt water. Oh, I'm me showing up to someone's house. Is this a chlorine-based pool? You just got to ask the hard questions. Also, you don't want to get in a chlorine pool because... It'll chip your nail polish, too. Then you can't get a massage. Like, it really limits the things you can do on no, a vacation. You can't, yeah, you can't do those things, like, day one, two, or maybe three. But then after that, you can do those things. So I guess now would be a good time to tell you guys... That we are off. Okay, so here's the schedule. Shows Monday, Tuesday. And they're going to be amazing. Amazing shows. We're in one now, and I think it's going really well. I, I think so, too. And I also need to share the content I consume this weekend. Me, because too. Because... I listened to so many podcasts because wow. we were driving so much. Like, I listened to so much Joe Rogan, and I have so many thoughts. I listened to Amanda Knox on Joe Rogan. You know Amanda Knox. Knox. I didn't know he was... Wait, wait. I didn't know she's doing podcasts now. Not only is she doing Joe Rogan, she has her own podcast, she explained, and it sounds, like, really premium. So, I'm not going to lie. I'm not the type of person who's into, like, murders. Like, I don't really... Some people, like, spend all their time thinking about who killed John Bonet, and, like, I don't even know who's suspicious in the case. Um, so did Amanda Knox do it? No. No, okay. Well, I'm, you know, everybody has their opinions, but like when you're listening to this episode, it's like, there's no did she, didn't she? It's like, she was completely wrongfully convicted and now she really spends her life dedicated to like helping those who are wrongfully convicted and like the Innocence Project Uh and stuff like that. So it's not so much like a murder mystery. It's more so like Justice Needs to Be Served podcast. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So interesting. But anyways, back to the schedule. Monday, Tuesday, we're here and we're amazing. And we're amazing for you. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday... We are off because Claudia is going on a, on a vacation. And you know what? She deserves it because she's really been like picking up pregnancy slack. Wow, thank you. you know, Not she really. deserves a vacation. And I'm really excited for you to take that break. Me too. I just absolutely love traveling with Brian. Like it's going to, I mean, Ben's coming too. And I'm excited, of course. Thruple tings. Thruple tings. But like the first two days I'm like spending with Brian. And we're just like going to have the best time, even though there's severe weather storms like where we're going. But it'll be an adventure. Then Monday we are off because it's the holiday. And Tuesday, we will be podcasting together, not in studio. No. But we we will have a podcast episode. And then, I didn't even tell you this, Wednesday, special project, big announcement. I I think it might behoove you guys to become Patreon members on Wednesday. That's all I'll say. But it actually behoove you to become Patreon members sooner because we will have content there to get you through the week where we are off. So we're back on podcast Tuesday, back in studio Wednesday. Yeah. So... I feel, I feel really good about it. And you know what? I could use the extra Z's. No, I know. And to be honest, like, I really took this trip because I knew you were pregnant and I knew you could use some time off. And I didn't want you to feel guilty for asking, like, you know, I'm not feeling great. Like, can I take a day off? This way, I did it for you. Thank you so much. So, so I look like the, the lazy one when it's actually you, you know? Except you're, like, airing me out <laughs> no, right it's, here. It's completely me. I took the trip because I'm so fucking excited to get out of town. I, too, consumed a lot of content this weekend. Um, I watched SNL, the premiere. I watched Squid Games. Have you heard about Squid Games? Heard about it. I feel like Zach would like it. You might like it. Um, me and Olivia watched it, and then I finished it on the plane. And it was good. Okay. So. Like, the end was so bad that, like, I feel like I wasted my time. But I was really enjoying it up until then. And, like, just a different kind of show. I feel like I watch the, sh- the same iteration of every show. Like, everything I watch is the same. Yeah. So it was nice to feel something different. Yeah, that is nice. Um, and, I, of course, I watched Moana. And I watched Shrek. You're not hanging with Kay if you're not watching Moana. No, we watched Moana so many times. And then I was like, Olivia, please put on something else. No, and those songs start to live in your head rent-free. And it's not even how far I'll go. It's like the one 
the opening song. What can I say except you're welcome? <laughs> and then I was like, please, please put on something else. So we watched Shrek 2 because Olivia is, not even, Michaela doesn't even like it. Like Olivia is obsessed with that scene at the end. Hero. I need a hero. And I'm not going to lie, it was pretty fire. So it was a real medley of content. We'll dive into it in the TV recap. And I did watch Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and Potomac, which I know you didn't. And normally I would let you slide, but like we, I need to tell you That's what fine. happened. Like yeah. it, both episodes were fabulous. No, I was reading last night because we are recording our new episode of The Redheads today. The book we read is A Slow Fire Burning by Paula Hawkins. She's the same author who wrote Girl on the Train. You ever see that movie? Emily Blunt. Oh, yeah. I didn't see the movie, but I read the book. This is our first thriller. She's crazy on the train. <laughs> it was my choice, and so I needed to, like, just power read all night, and that left no time for watching TV. I'm sorry, but, you know, my redhead duties, I will not forsake them. You know Never. how important this passion is to me. How was your weekend? I heard my you weekend, had a fall, fall, fall fiesta, my an autumnal outage. was full of fall. I went to Vermont with my friends and brew. Did you fall? Interval? I fell hard. Ooh, I fell hard. Good. Is the baby okay? Everything After was okay. After falling so hard? But, okay. Yeah, no, because all the leaves caught me. <laughs> um, it was really, like, I think, so I think next weekend, fall is really so short. It's crazy, because also, like, the leaves are changing. They're on their way to death. Yeah, they're like duty brown. Yeah. No, so, like, the prime leaves, it's really only two, three weeks. So I think next weekend is probably perfect fall leaves. But, like, they were a change. And so we had some green. We had some orange, red, yellow. So it was nice. That's the best. We did get to see the leaves changing. And on the drive up, there was some leaves changing. And on the drive back, it, they had changed so much in the two days we were gone. Shucking. That's how crazy, that's how fast it happens. Wow. Yeah, so you got to keep your eyes open. So Brew had never really experienced fall tings mm -hmm. because um, Brew came into our lives in late October. So he just had an amazing weekend, as did I. It was so nice to like, be with friends, be outside, get some fresh air, sit around the fireplace. We made a chili, and by we, you know, it was me. I'm just going to let everyone Head know. Head chef. Head chef on the chili. Everyone, like, did their part for other things, but chili, I was on Chili Patrol. And there was not a bite left. Not That's a such a good feeling. I've never experienced such it. Such a good feeling. Everyone was talking about how, like, the heat was perfect. I got a little spicy. I was worried about my heartburn, but, mm -hmm. like, thank God it wasn't that bad. Um, and it was just... Chili season is here, you guys. I had to, I ordered meat because um, I brought the meat with me so that we, I could eat meat all weekend. And now I have like meat at home. And so I'll be chillified for the next few months. And you found a recipe that works for you. I did. I use Half Baked Harvest's white bean turkey chili, which was so good. I've made it twice now. So easy. Uh, but I think, you know, I'm going to look for like a beef. I have ground beef Ooh. now in my freezer. So can you just do the same recipe and swip? Swap the turkey for beef. Yeah, but I'm extremely, I follow the recipes to a T. That's how I know they'll come out good. So I'm, okay. I don't start ad-libbing. Yeah. And that's the kind of cook I am. Can I totally switch gears really quickly? Sure. Um, not that your chili isn't, isn't so like, interesting. And it is. Number one topic of the day. No, it is. But you know what was the number one topic of the weekend if, in like the digital influencer space? And I just want to talk about it because the influencer, you know, Champagne and Chanel? Yeah. She's a toaster. And so I started following her because she was listening to the toast. And I'm like, oh, she's fabulous. Like, let's see what she got going on. She got married. Okay. I saw something about this. It was literally gorgeous. Like, I feel like this many people haven't followed a wedding, like, literally since your wedding. Oh, my God. I'm on my way. Jackie, it was so setting. I don't know if her stories are still up because it was on Saturday. No, but maybe she has, like, a, a carousel or something. And you I know can... what? 
I feel like I loved the way that I don't, she obviously wasn't running her Instagram for the day. Maybe like an assistant was. I loved the way she just like seamlessly was keeping us all updated in real time from the rehearsal dinner to the uh, the morning of getting the, everyone getting their makeup done. The ceremony, like we saw it all in real time. There were so many other influencers there. So there was so much premium content. I think she got married in Austin, Texas. Yes, I believe that she did. And it was, she looked gorgeous. Like you'd love to see a toaster thriving. Oh wow, so beautiful. And her, was, her story, she has a highlight, 10 to 21. Oh yeah, so but wait I'm, till I'm you get it. to the actual party. Like the whole tent was made out of lights. That's the, um, the ceremony. ceremony. Stunning. And then this outdoor like clear tent that was like just literally like a snow globe like lit up with with like twinkle lights it was just gorgeous oh my god that's amazing okay i look forward to consuming this lately. like if you're looking for something to do and you're bored like check out this wedding champagne and chanel and she's a toaster and it was just like gorgeous that's so exciting i can't remember the last time i was like living vicariously through, through a wedding event same she's just like this gorgeous girl with and this toaster, gorgeous so like and I'm, she's a toaster she's hysterical everything of the sort amazing taste beautiful setting spar yeah. yeah it's so hard to find people like that these days no it is but when you find them you got to keep them yeah um so yeah that was part of the content that i consumed but i'm really um happy to be back i missed you I miss you too. You know what else I consumed? Taylor missed you. Ugh, don't. I can't even talk about it. I just can't. Like, I just have to move on. Um, What else I consumed before I left for my trip on Thursday night, I watched What to Expect When You're Expecting. Oh, wow. And and I've seen it before. Yeah. But watching it pregnant, I was just like so hyper Which one do you think you are? So... I'm not anyone in particular. And I do think that even though Elizabeth Banks is meant to be like the mess, like she still is quite put together. Right, right, she right. She has smelly farts. Like, yeah, no, but I'm the, like, I know I will be the Elizabeth but Banks. But like, I think there's tougher, like, she still only had like a belly, you right, know? Right, right, right. What about the arms? Right, right, you right. You know? Everything else. So it was interesting. I really didn't feel like I was any of them, but. I was really enjoying it. it. Made me emotional at the end, you know, when they all get their babies. So, I was I really really enjoyed it. If you're pregnant, I would recommend watching it because it just gets you like excited and and just in your feels. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like I'm all caught up. Pretty much, it was Kaler, Kaler, Kaler. A little bit of Kaler, and then at the end, I saw some Kaler. So, mm. but did you get any Kaler? I did. You know what? And I changed her diaper. Like she was making the biggest duties. I feel like you know she's eating good in Florida. She's exercising. She like literally when she was living in New York, she never left her apartment. She had a blister on her big toe because she's just like constantly doing the work. She's doing the most. I bought her her first bike. I like wanted to make, you know, be you like a fun be, auntie. Yeah, the auntie who spoils her. So I got an amazing bike that will last her till she's five years old and you like have to change it every year. Like right now she's obviously not using the pedals. So it has like something for her to lay her feet on and Olivia pushes her. <laughs> so it's like a stroller. But then it evolves into like a real bike when you're five. That's so exciting. Yeah. And she was just such a good fucking girl everywhere she went. Oh, queen shit. Yeah. Queen shit. Okay. I need to, I don't want to get bogged down, you know? So without further ado, it is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. That's true for sure. Um, But I don't know if you can smell my breath from here, but it's so delightfully delicious thanks to my Bruch, the best electric toothbrush on the market. And today's sponsor, if you are looking to switch over to an electric toothbrush, but you're a little trepidatious because some of them can cost over $200, which is absolutely insane. 
check out the brooch. It is, in my opinion, the best one, the most affordable one, and the most gorgeous one, hands down. Like, that's a fact. So they have a brush that comes with six unique modes that customize your brushing experience. Their battery life lasts four weeks of on a brooch, and it comes with a magnetic charging stand and a compact travel case. They also now offer a subscription program, so never forget to change your brush head again. They will ship you a new replacement head every six months, so you're never stuck using a worn-down brush head. Their design is very sleek. They drop new colors a couple times a year. It's like the biggest drop of the season. I just got a new one. It's like a hunter green. It's everything of the sort. And you ain't living unless you're brushing. So if you've been wanting to switch to a luxury toothbrush, this is your sign because this is the official toothbrush of the morning toast. And if you want to get $15 off your brush toothbrush kit and the refill plan, use promo code toast at brush.com slash toast. Again, that's promo code toast at B-R-U-U-S-H dot com slash toast for $15 off. Thank you, Claudia. Yes. Okay, our first story came out right as we wrapped on Thursday. But Portia Williams confirms her exit from Real Housewives of Atlanta after 10 seasons. This was shocking. Yes, so she stated, after 10 life-changing, gratifying, incredible years, it is finally time to begin my next chapter. Next season, I will not be returning to the Real Housewives of Atlanta franchise. This was a difficult decision not only to make, but also to come to terms with. It's one I have put a lot of thought into, and because of that, I know it's the right one. So I feel like this is layered as so many things are most things are first is that this is coming off the heels of Cynthia Bailey's departure and I feel like when Cynthia left I was like it is time you know she has been you know boring us to tears for the last like two three seasons and everything is about like her boyfriend like it's just not interesting and she really doesn't get like deep in it anymore so for me that was kind of like a natural thing you know with housewives we shed and we grow but with Portia this to me signals not good for I, I worry now like based on what I know that Real Housewives of Atlanta might fall into the same kind of situation that Real Housewives of Orange County has found itself in that Real Housewives of New York has found itself in you know you have so many of the same women for so many long you're one of the OG franchises and it just gets tired yeah. and I really felt like this last season even with all the drama on the bachelorette bolo. party bolo I still felt like it was so boring yeah so I don't know. I'm worried. I am. I would be lying if I said I wasn't. Oh, then also with Portia, there's a lot of speculation that she's actually getting her own show. Oh, that's interesting. Andy commented, like, it's just a pause. Like, she does have this very interesting life. You know, she stole that man's, <laughs> that woman's fiance, and now they're married. They, like, got married in Vegas. He's, like, super, super rich. She's, like, the happiest she's ever been. I do think we could get a Portia spinoff. Okay, interesting theory. Because other people were saying, like, she probably doesn't want to talk about her relationship on the show at this point. And maybe, like, you know, she's the happiest she's ever been. She just has, like, too much to lose. Like, bow out now instead of having, like, Kenya bring up your man all the time and starting these rumors. I know, but, you know, Portia's, like, really never been one to back down. Or, like... No, but, like, sometimes in life, like, when it's just you and you're defending yourself... And you can take anything. Mm -hmm. But, like, then when you have, like, people behind you that you love, that you want to protect, like, it just changes the game. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you have to say, like, game over for me. You And and it's not even, like, you're backing down. You're you're growing out of it. Yeah, that's true. So I think her priorities have changed. I mean, if she's getting another show, then, you know, this is a moot conversation. It's like, who would turn that down Mm -hmm. ever? Um, But if she's not getting another show, it just might signal that, like, She's found something that's worth more to her than all of the opportunities from the show. Yeah, well, hopefully that would be great. But I do think the spinoff is a possibility. Like a Tinsley. Right. Even though, like, that didn't work out. It's a bad example. You know, Real Housewives of Atlanta has had the most spinoffs, I think, 
obviously don't be tardy. And then they do so many specials. Like when Nene got remarried to Greg, they did a special. Candy, when she got married, got a special. They actually have a lot of success with their like spin-off type of shows. Obviously, Don't Be Tardy would be the most successful with eight seasons. But I don't know. I feel like this could be good if this is what's happening with Portia. Yeah. Yeah. But the show will absolutely suffer without her. Whether you're a Portia lover or a Portia hater, like you cannot deny Portia has a broken back from carrying this show for like five seasons. She's everything of the sort. And now she'll be missed. Desperately. Well, the show must go on. Always curious to see what they do next. But you guys, like it's a really... um it's a really rough, t- like, dark time as a Housewives fan. I was actually just talking about it with my friends. This I weekend. completely agree. I was talking about it with Rebecca, who just watches Housewives for fun. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, this is, like, job stuff. So, no, like, it's, anal- we're, like, analyzing, deep diving, socio, yeah. Okay. You, you know what I was trying to say. Like, we're, like, researchers. Yeah. No, like, this is, like, I don't just get to like decide I'm, oh I'm not gonna watch I'll, maybe I'll put it off I'll, I'll batch those episodes next week right we just watch every night because we're gonna recap it on the show mm-hmm. so like talking to someone who watches for pleasure though now it's no longer really full of pleasure for her is really interesting and she was having the same thoughts that I was having of just like this ain't it and then it's a waste of time it's a waste of brain cells um maybe I think for me it's like I'm changing but also the show is changing. it's not just like I'm outgrowing housewives it's like housewives is trash like if it was good No, Housewives is just in this, like, weird spot where, like, I think that what we're seeing with, like, Salt Lake City and Potomac, like, these early seasons with girls who are still hungry for it and who still, like, make good TV, I don't feel that way about these newer franchises, but I, of course, feel that way about, like, Atlanta, OC, New York, New Jersey. Like, I feel, like, for sure, like, they don't... Housewives took off in, in such an unbelievable way, like, was so successful... They had this perfect formula, but like so many, so much other reality TV has come and progressed and changed the game. And like Housewives is just still doing the same thing they've been doing since 2001. Like, yeah, I mean, I personally like Potomac and Salt Lake City, but Rebecca was saying like she feels this way about Salt Lake City too. And I was like, I think the vibe, the aesthetics of Salt Lake City, the like, you know, the snow, like that just helps is, is something means something to me. So that helps. But like. And Potomac is better than some of the other franchises, but even still, it's like a lot of, it's just like, it's so formulaic. It's 45 minutes of personal scenes that nobody asked for, and then 15 minutes we have a group dinner with a to-be-continued. Like, I'm good. Yes, I agree. I do think that their structure, like when you watch Selling Sunset or like Bling Empire, like you see like how the game has changed. Like mm-hmm. the, the way in which we're making reality TV has changed so much over the last 10 years, and Housewives has not. Yeah. And they kind of like invented this space and I do feel like they're getting left behind. Like there's No, no, I don't think so. Every I think we're like we're on the we're pioneers in this thinking. Yes, yes, yes. Like they're it, going to be get left behind. I just I don't know how people who don't have to watch it are watching it. Yeah. Well, you know? I mean, when you think when you look at ratings from what they used to be and like what they are now, it's crazy. But that's also just like the decline of cable television. Yeah. But I agree. There's something and I just and this is kind of my very sadly, like my qualm, is that the right word? Mm-hmm. With Andy. Like these, this is his show, this is his production, and like I feel like with, in the last like year or two, he just like doesn't care about like when he comes to watch Heaven's Live, like he gives it nothing. Like, and well, it, he would say this is not his show, this is not his production. Whenever someone comes to him about like bring back this person or why was this person fired, he will say like he's not the executive producer. He, well, he, he's he, a talent. He maintains that he is not in charge of casting, but like, he is the creative director of these shows. Like, if he, if, I, I don't think he thinks that it's as good now as it used to be. Right, no, but I think even if you said he's the creative director, like, I think he, 
he washes his hands of all of this. Like he says over and over, like, this is not his show. This is not my plate. That's really? what he says. Yes. That he is but he just created like, all of them. Yes, he did. But like now, who he is now, like we can't even say like in the beginning, yes, it was him, but like now he's just he's a housewife. Literally. He's paid talent by NBC. Yeah. Well, I don't know who's in charge, but like things need to be shaken up majorly. Like we can't keep doing the same thing. If you're watching the first episode of Orange County, it's very similar to the most recent one. Like just in terms of the structure. Mm-hmm. So I agree with you and I actually feel that way about all Bravo shows because every single Bravo show is structured that way. Yeah. And when there's just so much reality TV out there and you're like comparing it, it's not as good. Yeah. So that's where I'm at. I mean, it is what it is. There's crazier things going on in the world than the decline of Housewives. No, but I do think that Salt Lake City, Potomac, and Beverly Hills like are still three very good reality shows. Like, I stand by that. Like, I watched two hours of Housewives last night, and I honestly wasn't even really on my phone. They were, like, really good episodes. I love all the Salt Lake City women, and, like, I love and hate all the Potomac women. Like, I feel like... You're invested. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Our next story. Taylor Swift makes a shocking reveal about her new Red album... Taylor Swift's newest announcement will leave fans tickled pink. The singer took to Twitter Thursday to announce her own rendition of Red will be released a week early, and naturally Swifties everywhere were sent into a frenzy. Now the re-release will be out November 12th, and the release will also include the four-disc final, according to her tweet. So this is very un-Taylor Swift-like. Of course, because everything is planned to a T 10 years in advance. Like, this, nothing... Like, she gave us a date. She doesn't, like, either push the date... She doesn't renege on dates. She doesn't renege on dates. And the dates are carefully selected from all the dates in the calendar that could add up to 13 in some way. So, here's what it is. Adele... Have you been seeing... Adele has been putting up billboards all over the country with just the number 30, which is going to be her next album. Okay. Adele is coming. The album is called Number 30. That's all we have to live for. Um, And there is a lot of speculation that it's coming out the weekend that Taylor was planning on releasing Red. And you know Taylor is like very strict about getting number one albums and just like numbers, numbers, numbers. And I don't think like the two biggest female artists like were wanting to compete with each other. I guess, you know, Adele was immovable. Therefore, Taylor was movable. You really think that's what it is? Yes. I mean, we'll see. When when we find out when um, 30, Adele's new album, comes out, when we find that out, if it's the date that Red was supposed to come out on, then we will know that that is why she changed the date initially. But if Adele hadn't announced her album date yet... But you're not getting pulled over. There's the longest siren that won't yeah. end. I was trying to scream over it. It won't end. Just let it pass. Like Yeah, this too shall pass. I hope everyone's okay. Okay. Just it's, wait. It's right behind us. No, but we. It's fine. It's not a serious conversation that needs complete silence. I. I mean, speak for yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like offending me right to my face. <laughs> Can we mute our mics? It's so fucking annoying. Okay. That was the longest siren of, of all, all time. time. It like, was stuck behind our building. It, yeah. Traffic. 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 Okay. So let's get back to the topic. Taylor Swift Adele. Say Adele's releasing thirty. Like she's looking at the calendar. Who's releasing what when? Like. She chose to release the same day as Taylor's Red. But I now, just don't think she cares. Like, you know. Yeah. She's Adele. This is, for Adele, it's like, this is her highly, highly, Most highly anticipated There's album. no way it doesn't go number one. Divorce. Like, all of this. For re- Taylor Swift, she's releasing the album she's, she's already old, released. She's singing old songs. She's singing old <laughs> songs. And I'm sure it's great. No, no slight. But, like, obviously... It doesn't matter, but Taylor has a lot of pride in these in these records because she's going to own them and she wants them to go number one like they did the first time. Like, for her, it's like this whole meaningful thing where Adele is just like her big-ass comeback and like 
everyone is going to be like living for it. And who the fuck would want to compete with that? Yeah, that I mean, like, I just can't believe that that's really we'll see how things go. Also, like she could have released it. She should have released it in October. It's a fall album. I mean, the fact that she literally and announced October it in July like, for November is disgraceful. October is a wasteland. Aside from Kelly Clarkson's Christmas album, like drop it in October. Give the people what they want. It's fucking twisted. Completely agree. Like I don't know. I just didn't anticipate her dragging out the re-records for so long because she announced like months ago that it would be the November release of Red. And I'm like, so nothing before that? Like, so if it's like six months lead up for six albums, it's going to take three years. Right. Like, please, no. Like, yeah, let's. Yeah, I totally agree. But there is like a lot of speculation about her and the Jonas Brothers. Have you been seeing this? I saw it from the snitch and I'm sorry, but the things that she shared are just not enough for me. Okay. So really, did you see Nick Jonas's TikTok? Which one? So he like put up a picture um, of like a Dumois screenshot, which by the way was fake because Dumois was like, I never posted this, saying like Jonas Brothers x Taylor Swift pizza emoji. And he was like, well, what is this? What is this? <laughs> and then Joe has been posting a lot of the pizza emoji. The pizza emoji is referenced on Taylor's mood board. It's referenced in the 22 um, music video. So a lot of people think that there's going to be some sort of Jonas Brothers involvement in 22, the song off of Red. I don't know about you, okay. but I'm feeling 22. Like, I just really... Which I wouldn't understand, but I'm... If that's... That would just be crazy. That would be like 2013 all over again. I guess. It's just it's not that deep for me, but I'm... Oh, well... But I'm just... I'm happy that it's deep some, for Some else. of us care. Yeah, no, some care immensely. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's definitely Jonas Brothers clap coming this way. I do think that the reason why she moved the album is because of Adele, but we'll see. Okay. And I'm actually, uh, what I've taken away from the story is I'm hella excited for Adele's album. It's just going to be, go- it's going to be glorious. Yeah, no, it, it really is. And that's exciting. So I got two albums this yes. morning. Yes, yes, you got two. One. Exciting. Thank you for that. Are you ready for our next story? Only if it's the next story that's brought to you by Modern Fertility. Did you know that a simple finger prick can unlock tons of insight into your reproductive health? We're talking egg count, menopause timing, if your hormone levels indicate conditions like thyroid disorders or PCOS, all things that are good to know whether or not kids are in your future. And that's why Modern Fertility was created. It's the easy and affordable way to test your fertility hormones at home with a single finger prick. Mail it in with a prepaid label and you'll get your personalized results within 10 days. And traditional testing with your doctor can cost over $1,000 but Modern Fertility is getting you the same information at just $159, which is a fraction of the price. And if you go to modernfertility.com slash toast, you can get $20 off your test. You'll get insights into your hormone levels, how many eggs you have, other important fertility factors. The results go deep into what every hormone means, and you can also talk one-on-one with a fertility nurse to review your results and options for next steps. If you want kids today or maybe in the future, clinically sound info for your body can help make sure make it can help you make the decision that's right for you. And right now, Modern Fertility is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash toast. That means your test will cost only $139 instead of the several hundred or even thousand plus dollars it could cost at a doctor's office. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash toast, modernfertility.com slash toast. Thank you, Claudia. When it comes to your fertility, knowledge is power. Truly. 
Our next story, speaking of pop divas, Kelly Clarkson has been awarded her $10.4 million Montana ranch in divorce win. Kelly Clarkson's estranged husband, Brandon Blackstock, has to hand over the keys to their Montana ranch. A judge declared that the property belongs to the 39-year-old talk show host, despite the fact that he has been living there since they split in June 2020. He originally requested that the ranch was marital property and should be shared equally between the two, but the judge disagreed since it was Clarkson who paid the $10.4 million for the property. Ooh. And you know what they say. Actually, Queen Kelly said it best. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, stronger. Just me, myself, and I. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. That's right. This little shit. Every time I get an update on Kelly Clarkson divorce, I want to stick my elbow deeper into his throat. Like, what a little leech get out of her home get out of her everything yeah no beyond and, and this I'm judge just so is glad everything this judge is like nope 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 no this judge is absolutely everything of the sort like obviously is on our side you know like understands that kelly clarkson's like, a queen being a kelly clarkson fan since season one of american idol saw everything that she went through every piece by piece that it took to get her to where she is and she sees this man coming for the thing she's put her blood sweat and tears too and this judge is like no no and like honestly we I, we keep talking about how kelly clarkson is like having this moment like it's been it started like a year ago and now she has the voice she's got the kelly clarkson show which is such a success like mm-hmm. every celebrity's been going on it she's so like this like warm figure that everyone loves and for him to like be trying to take a piece of that away during he probably knows how hard she's worked and how many times she's like failed and not succeeded and and now it's like all paying off and and for him, everything's coming up, Kelly. Yeah, and for not someone, Brandon. For someone you used to like love and, and who knows you so well to be like doing this during, I, I just it's unforgivable, and I fucking hate this man. And if I ever see him in the streets, like it's on Brandon Blackstock. It's fucking on. Yeah, he's really like one of the most hated men in, in America right now. Literally, him and Brian Laundry. Like, <laughs> I fucking hate this man. He's such a. I don't even know. The, the, the word is Chaza. Yeah. But, but so like a mooch, a leech. Leech, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> I hate him. Yeah. A pig. He is a pig. And and justice for this judge. Like, thank you so much for, you know, serving justice, even though it is your job. Yes. But sometimes justice is not served. No. And like. Even though it is their job. Divorce proceedings can go on for so long. And they're mm-hmm. so tangled. And you can even have a prenup and all these documents. like, And it just doesn't hold up. So the fact that like everything is being held up, that's because Queen Kelly has her shit together. Yeah. She has the right lawyers. She has the right attorneys. She has the right managers. She has it all together. He was her manager. No, I mean like financial managers. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Attorneys and stuff. Like she has got it all. But he probably still, you know what's so disgusting about all this? Like he keeps wanting from her like taking her house uh, the insane alimony but he also still probably makes money off of her like on deals when he was her manager like you commission that until perhaps i wouldn't be surprised if he was like yeah i don't still know cashing in deals that he was negotiating on her behalf that are still going on like yeah he might have been her manager when she signed the kelly clarkson show yeah so he's still like in perpetuity might make 10 percent off of that until she renegotiates her contract. Ooh, I can't even think about that. I know. It would make me sick. But you know what? Like, who's Kelly going to date? Like, let's play that game. Ugh, I think Kelly's so focused on herself right I now. I know. And her kids and her career. And, like, I feel like Kelly's, like, really one of the rare people who's so fulfilled by her own everything of the sortness. Yeah. But if we had to, like, who would we want her with? Businessman Bo. Yeah, I kind of like the country businessman Bo. Like, she no, she wasn't actually, totally not wrong. Even, Brandon Blackstock is technically a businessman No, Beau. no. She, I'm saying she wasn't totally wrong in, like, her idea of, like, who she should marry. Because, like, that was kind of cute. Like, 
Reba's stepson, you know, behind the cameras, but like businessman, you know, moving things, chicken making deals. Yeah, no, because he gets, you get too caught up in everything and, and then you have too much invested in her success. Needs to be someone with a job that like has nothing to do with the industry, like like a construction worker, like just a, a, a nice, hardworking, yeah. family-oriented man. 100%. That's what I want to say. Maybe see. one with kids of his own, like a blended family, then they could watch Blended. Then they could watch Blended and they'll have it all figured out. It's a beautiful movie if you haven't seen Blended. It's stunning. You haven't lived. <laughs> Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. It's a really crazy casting shakeup for the show Billions. I don't care. No, I think you might care even though you don't watch is it. Is the guy gone, like the main guy? Damien Lewis is leaving Billions, oh. which is really crazy because the show is about him. Is his character going to die or someone's just going to start playing him like nothing's Un- changed? Unclear. No, no, no. I don't think they'll pull like a dynasty with a new character playing him. You know, him. I kind of like that. Like... We don't like why shake up the whole show because one person decided to leave. Yeah, I don't know. Like what on Downton Abbey, do. they should have done that about Matthew. No, that makes it a soap. No, no, because like you can have cre- creativity with the storyline. But this, this does signal the end of the show. I really like yeah. the show. Billion season six premieres in January, and Damian Lewis will not be a part of it. He is signed off on Billions after a five season run as the alpha male hedge fund billionaire Bobby Axelrod. So this show is over. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't be so sure. It's a Showtime show, right? Yeah. I don't know. When What's Her Face left uh, Shameless, it got so much better. Fiona. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean. No, but like. He- and that's a hot take, I think, because she was the fucking worst, but some people liked her. Um, there were so many. They spent the, tell me if Billions is the same. Actually. They spent the whole, like, first whatever seven seasons like introducing you to so many characters on Shameless that you ended up loving and you were like why are we focused on Fiona she fucking sucks like okay you loved the do they do that do you love the other characters no so okay right as it stands like billions like this cat and mouse game between Damian Lewis and Paul Giamatti okay um if anybody should go it should be Paul Giamatti like I hate his character so fucking much but I think Paul Giamatti is one of the best actors no he's too good of an actor and he was in Downton Abbey he's too good of an actor because I fucking hate him (laughs) He's always so, playing a villain. But you know what? In the like last few seasons, it, it's kind of tired. They're either like going for each other, trying to destroy each other's lives, or they're teaming up to like take someone else down. Mm-hmm. But the this Variety article says that production is underway with Corey Stoll's character, Mike Prince. I believe that's the person who played Peter Russo in House of Cards. You ever see it? No. You haven't seen House of Cards? No, I don't support Kevin Spacey. I mean, I feel that. I watched it before I knew, and then I never finished it. Um, yes, I am correct about that. Mm-hmm. Peter Russo. Justice for him, by the way. That's really important to remember. By the way, you know what's so crazy? I was just doing, like, a trivia thing. Do you know what the first ever original show on Netflix was? House of Cards? Yeah, is that crazy? Like It is. When you just think about how far they've come? Yes, that is crazy. So, anyways, in the new season... Mike Prince, who's played by Corey Stoll, will take center stage alongside Chuck Rhodes. So I guess it'll be like, and in the show, he really has, yeah, he's been like a a billionaire coming up who's really giving Damian Lewis a run for his money. So maybe he successfully ran for his money and now there's a new, there's a new head honcho in town. And maybe like, all you want to see from Damian Lewis is like, he literally has everything yet he continues to like push the limit Mm -hmm. and push like the lines of legality. Just like. Be, Retire. Be satiated. Be satiated. So I started watching Billions on Delta, and they had the first five episodes, and it was so fucking good. And then this was when I was on tour, so like every time I would get on the plane, I would watch another episode. And then they like never added more episodes, so yeah. I was like, I'm done. That's how I started watching too, and then I continued watching. It's honestly really good, and 
that's going to be crazy. Delta just constantly pre- like churning out premium content. Like the only reason I ever saw three identical strangers was because Delta had it. You're lying. I swear. Oh my God. I took the time to watch that. No, it's literally like whoever's in charge of choosing the content for the Delta portal, Delta studio, I believe it's called like kudos to you. I one time watched like the best fucking Sam Smith concert of my life on the plane. Like it was like this random, like thing he filmed and they had like BBC. Like it was so fucking good. I was like feeling inspired crying on the plane. Oh, how beautiful. I was crying on the plane yesterday. Of course you were. Because I was, you, I was crying were in the Uber. To? Okay. I'll tell you, I was crying in the Uber because I missed Kayla so much. And then like my Uber driver was really chatty. So I was like, I had to stop crying. Like, so I could like talk. <laughs> that made you cry more. <laughs> yeah. And then when I got on the plane, like it was all really just like hitting me. And I was putting on my liked songs and there was like so many Andy Grammer songs. And I was like, fuck. And it was just, it was over for me. Being with the mask, like no one could really see. Sometimes you have to let it out. Otherwise it's just, if you try and stop, it's like, damn. No, breaks. I know. It was, it was so upsetting. Damn. I'm sorry. At least you have a nice trip to look forward to. That's true. You know. But I planned so poorly and I should have just like stayed in Florida to like then go to the Caribbean. Like it was so stupid, but that's just me. Yeah. Okay. You ready for our fifth and final story? Are you? Oh. You don't look no, ready. I know I'm not. Because it's, it's the final story. Story is, is brought to you oh. by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist where you can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, and you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as you do with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is here to help you start living a happier life today. You can join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. So many people have done so that BetterHelp is recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states there's a special offer for the morning toast listeners if you want to get 10 percent off your first month go to betterhelp.com slash toast for 10 percent off your first month that's better com slash toast thank you claudia our fifth and final story is some crazy media news that if you're not tuned into you really should because it's some of the craziest stuff i've heard cmn crazy media news we don't get it a lot no um but then you hear a story like this and you're like oh we should hear about this more, more. because it makes a lot of sense so aussie media is not shutting down after all ceo carlos watson says what is aussie media aussie media is like one of those just like content sites that's like a, i mean not that i have ever gone to aussie media unless they were like is running it like a dot com um, uh, yeah, yeah unless they were running like ads in the background and trying to get like cheap clicks for their website using right. like shady third party um advertisers okay ozy ozy so it's a website i believe that's like a content farm you know there are so many of these websites some of them are more popular than others yeah a modern media company they have podcasts news they've gotten many awards okay yeah so last week an article came out about aussie media that pretty much like just showed it for the house of cards that it is basically it started with um they were going to be acquired or yeah, acquired or bought or whatever by Goldman Sachs. And they were, Goldman Sachs was like going through their financials. financials and also just like who they are, what they are, what they have, how many listeners, subscribers, everything. 
readers. And on the call was meant to be a YouTube, uh, a, a, a person high up at YouTube who was going to like attest to the fact that the their YouTube is really fucking popping. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so so that they could show Goldman Sachs. Yeah, like our, even YouTube says like our YouTube We're is, is really impressive. Yeah. And on this call, the person from YouTube like at the last minute wants it to be a, a voice call. Not as like a Zoom. Not a Zoom with cameras. And towards the end of the call, they're like, their voice is sort of cutting out it, as if they're, it's using like a voice right. changer. And it turns out that someone within the Aussie media company posed as a, this, YouTube rep? a YouTube rep and in order to get on the call and like sell through Aussie to Goldman Sachs, like fraud. Uh -huh. um, and Goldman Sachs like figured it out. And even the email they set up to like loop in the YouTube guy was like a fake email. Oh my God. So it, it started this whole like window into like Aussie media is lying about like their numbers, their this, and like even with their YouTube channel. Yes. Well, I wanted to look at their okay, YouTube so, like, channel. They have a few videos that have over a million views, but like majority of them don't. The likes to comments ratio is is bad. Have they it's taken like, down their YouTube channel? Because I can't find it. And the only thing coming up is everyone talking about oh, the so downfall funny. of Aussie media. That's so funny. No, Inside like, Aussie media's downfall. Carlos yeah. Watson live. So oh, the, all the telltale signs of like fuckery. Which you know what? Like, And I feel like there are so many media companies and just like uh, publishers in general. Who that inflate like, their numbers. Who inflate their numbers. And it's like, yeah, so he says they have millions of subscribers subscribers for their newsletter and all of these things and like you can pay to get emails to purchase emails to purchase emails i get so much crapola because mm -hmm. someone stole my information i'm that doesn't make me a reader of ozzy so much crapola <laughs> so it's really this interesting case study of, yes like, it is of fucking fraudulence and inflated numbers and like and yes you know if you're going to get bought by a big company like you're showing some vanity of metrics. course you want to show you're your showing, best you're showing best foot you're showing impressions over yeah. views yeah. like you know it's we know the tricks yeah but like this was like completely fabricated no and that's like the weird thing right now about like living in the digital age is there's so many companies like media companies and just like digitally based companies who are so fraudulent and like they're valued at like a hundred million dollars and they literally like okay and I don't know how or why but like their Instagrams and their TikToks and their YouTubes have millions of subscribers and you go to a video and there's 6,000 views like yeah, yeah. it's so fraudulent and it's so crazy to me that like these huge financial institutions like Goldman Sachs these big like banks and whatever investment like um hedge funds are like spending all this money and like just get your intern to look at their Instagram and they'll let you know if this no, is a fraudulent company not, or not even that has your intern ever heard of this company? I never heard of Aussie Media. In the article about Aussie Media, someone was like saying, like, they'll tell you how they're everywhere and they're doing everything. But I've actually never encountered Aussie Media in a natural way. No, this is the first time hearing of Aussie. I believe they have the, something media. called Aussie Fest, which is a real thing. And that's like semi-popular. Um, popular. But how much were they going to be acquired for? I don't know. I bet it was like literally a billion dollars and no one's ever heard of this company. That's what's so fraudulent about like the digital age. And yeah. I think like all these banks that are like filled with old people just like want to be current. They're like, oh, you have a million followers on TikTok. Let me buy that from you. Yeah. And that just ain't how it works, Goldman. Yeah. It ain't how it works, Mr. Sachs. It's really true. Even like, so I guess this Carlos Watson, he was like going to do a talk show on the Aussie YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. um, and I remember seeing ads for it around the city. And, and, really? and there was like quotes on the buses that were like the biggest show in late night. And I was like, wow, I'm really, I'm really off because well, I've never seen this before. By the way, what I've learned is that 
pretty much every billboard you see for a TV show is going to call itself like the number one show in late night. And that's because in one particular demographic, yes, last week tonight with John Oliver is number one amongst, you know, 27 yes. to 29 year yes. old men. So everyone is allowed to call themselves legally the number one show because in one, with people who can't find the remote, you are number one. Yeah, like, no, but like, or even, I think that's even giving them too much credit, like in one category. Like if I sit here and say the morning toast is the number one show. It is. Well, that's, yeah. Because in our it hearts. Is, because it is, that's, like, not fair. No, I know what you're saying. What's, like, a show? No, say, use the toast example. I know okay. what you're saying. If I say The Morning Toast is the number one show, we could go over on ads and say The Morning Toast is the number one show. And then somewhere on the bottom, it's, like, because someone said that once. Right. But, yes, they do. But I was just, like, wow. I Even though, factually, you look on the charts, we're, like, number 11, not number one. <laughs> Right. Still pretty good, but you right. know what I'm saying. Yes, yes. But no, if like, or if that one time we went to number one. Which, by the way, we've only made it to number two. Because of Felonious Florida. Yes, yes! Oh fucking, my God. Fucking Felonious when Florida. When we like were like first launching our show, we were at number two in the podcast store, which is unheard of. And there was this other show that launched at the same time. Felon and by the way, have you ever heard of Felonious Florida ever, ever. after no, that? No, no, but it was just like having a moment. And we could not beat them. Yeah. Fucking felonious Florida. Fucking felonious Florida. Anyways, so Carlos Watson, I guess he had said that they were going to like, you know, after this charade was called for what it was, he said they were going to close. But now on NBC, on the Today Show, he said, we're open for business. This is our Lazarus moment, if you will. This is so embarrassing. Like This is so embarrassing. People, and isn't it illegal, though? People are comparing. It's illegal to like flood the your... YouTube stuff. Oh, yes. Like YouTube's now launching an investigation because like their security was breached. There was someone pretending to be a high level right. YouTube rep. But also, um, like, flubbing your numbers like this when you're, like, trying to get... Right. I remember watching the WeWork documentary, and, like, that was what made the whole thing illegal. Yes. The lying about the numbers. Yes. So people are, like, comparing this to Theranos, which is on trial Got right it. now. Right. Like, there's an element of illegality here, correct? Yeah. But I also think, like, this is just one of many I think so too you know when even you hear about are, all these media companies that get bought for billions of dollars and then like it's just so fraudulent and they have like no fucking influence period they have no audience they're literally like their only paying customers are people who have literally died like yeah it's it's no, fraudulent it's just like them having so like I think with Aussie media what happened is they raised so much money like mm -hmm. under this like a fundraising for this idea of Aussie media so they had a lot of money to spend and they bought and they bought like I don't want to say they bought like followers and stuff, but you can buy someone's subscriber list. Yeah. That's like really a, a kosher way of buying yes, followers. Legal. Um, and so it's all just like this house of cards based on all this money that they raised, yet nobody gave a shit about Ozzy. Right. At the end of the day, like you can raise all the money you want. You can buy all the subscribers you want. But if you don't have an audience, you don't have an audience and no amount of money can fix that. Yeah. We have an audience. True that. We do. But we've raised, no, we raised no money. Yeah. Are you looking for a new investment? We are very much available and open to the idea of having an, a new studio at the Goldman Sachs HQ. Imagine. We have like different financial analysts Sickening. on and we'd interview them like, No, and every so time single? a celebrity was single, we'd say, businessman Bo, oh, yeah, get over got, here. We will have a conveyor we've belt. We've got a five literally. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that is a crazy story and those were our stories. Those were our stories. It feels like you needed to know them. Now for a little TV recap. Before the Housewives, I wanted to talk to you about SNL because I watched the season premiere with Casey Musgraves as a performer and Owen Wilson as the opener. His 
both of his brothers were there. I didn't know there was a third one. Luke was like smiling. It was so cute, like very cute. And Luke was actually in um, a sketch. A sketch, not a live one, but they did this like Star Trek Battle of the Egos where all these billionaires are going to space to like, you know, whose dick is bigger. And Bezos was played by Owen Wilson. Someone from SNL played um, Richard Branson. He looked so much like him. It was That's crazy. an easy one to dress the up hair. as. Yeah. yeah. And then um, someone played Elon Musk. And oh, Luke, I get them confused, was just in there, like, you know, okay. doing something. Okay, cool. Um, but I want to talk about the sketches. They, it was so bad. Like, it was literally, I didn't, like, laugh at all. Olivia fell asleep. Like, it was really, really bad, which is crazy just for a season opener. Um, the three new people, two of them were in a bunch of sketches, and I don't remember their names, but they were pretty good. Like, they were trying harder than any of the other cast members have tried in years because they were so excited. Like, yeah. it was their first time. And they, like, nailed every single line, which nobody on SNL does. It's so frustrating. Like, Luke Wilson... Owen Owen okay I'm getting that confused Owen like flubbed so many of his lines but you know what I learned that I did not know that I'm not sure if you knew do you know that Owen Wilson the reason why he's like so irrelevant he made so much money he was the voice voice of Lightning McQueen in Cars Cars 1, 2, and 3 Oh. Like, no wonder why he's just, like, low-key. That's what his monologue was about. Like, I've been known to be, like, low energy and, like, not care about anything. Well, you made $100 million doing Cars. I wouldn't care about anything either. Cars is, the, like, one of the biggest franchises. And I... they did a sketch about Lightning McQueen where, like, Lightning McQueen becomes this, like, very non-PC, like, racist, <laughs> like, car. And he's like, I'm not doing this. Like, I care so much about the legacy of Lightning McQueen. And then he, like, saw his Disney contract and he was like, I'll do it. But, like, he kept flubbing the lines. Like, the, oh. the R word was in there, like, 400 times and he, like, wouldn't say it. He's like kept flubbing the lines it was a really funny concept but very poorly executed oh it was just it really was not good and then like the saving grace was casey um and i haven't really spoken about it because it really pain like i just covered casey musgraves like i will literally we know i will to the death defend like my queen but this era is just not my particular favorite i'll say that and I'm struggling. Like, I, I really am. Like, I like the beat, but it's just, it's not for me. So, with love and respect. What did she perform? Justified, which to me, like, is the the best song on the album. But if it was on Golden Hour, it would have been the worst, al- the worst song on the album. Okay. Like, that's, in my opinion, what the level of musicality is. is. And then it's Camera Roll, which is just not good. Okay. So, here's my thing. And Camera Roll is tough for me because it keeps getting stuck in my head. Um... But with so many songs on the album we were listening to on this morning, I think my least favorite one is Simple Times. Just because the lyrics are very, like, 12-year-old girl, like, I'm going to the mall with my friends. Like, liter- that literal. Like, yes, I miss seeing my friends. agree. And spending time together. We would have the best time. So, like, for me, what's always set Casey Musgraves apart is her ability to, like, to write lyrics so poetically. They fit perfectly in every groove of every melody and everything's like a metaphor like yes follow your arrow if she wrote that for starcross it would say be like, yourself literally so i completely agree i think that that like poetic element is just missing and she's being very literal like a song called camera roll is just like so not casey <laughs> like it should have been called like photographic memory like you know whatever she would have done like yeah I, i'm just not into this era like no, at all it, the song camera which i i actually like because it's getting stuck in my head so i don't want to bash it but it's like chronological order like thank you yes yeah. that's how camera yeah roll, we know that's how camera roll works chronological order nothing, nothing but torture. torture that song's actually pretty good but like there's just it's just not my favorite and 
Yeah, that's. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> that song is like an just an ad for iPhone. Literally, they should use it. Totally, like an Apple commercial. Yeah. So you click on your albums and you can zoom <laughs> out. No, literally, <laughs> it's just not for me. Don't sort by the faces. Is that how it's? Is that the lyric? No, but oh. like that's. What's no, she saying? A, yeah, so... Did you know you could use maps? <laughs> she didn't save <laughs> SNL in the way that I thought she was, is what I was going to say. Are you okay? Yeah, it's just really funny. No, it's just not good. That's what I've been feeling about the album. I've still been listening to it just because um, I, like I like a work, a body of work while of I'm getting ready or something instead of like jumping through all my leg songs. So I have been experiencing it. And there are... And I like Star Cross the song more than you did. Um, I know people are liking Breadwinner. Yeah, well, it just went like viral on TikTok. So people don't yeah. even know the song. They just know that one part because they're like, when you are jamming to the song, but you make, you know, a dollar an hour. Like, he wants a breadwinner. That song's fine. Like, I don't know. I just feel like usually, like, I cannot be pulled away from a Casey album. It, I have to spend hours decoding what she means. And I just don't feel that way about this album. Yeah. And I thought she would like save the SNL episode. And honestly, it was just like the whole thing was just a waste of time, honestly. Damn. Okay. I'm sorry to hear that. But I want to tell you. What? Kim is coming. This week. I know. And you know what? Like I'm going to be like without service. Like I'm not going to be able to watch. Like. I don't know how I'm going to stay. Actually, I stay, I stay up pretty late. I'm so excited SNL for Kim. SNL is so fucking late. It's so late. It's crazy. But Kim is going to be so incredible. And Halsey's so great. I love her. Sure. Kim. I just, I'm really, I, can't, I haven't been this excited since Elon. Elon, yeah, no, it's really good. I'm so surprised that this wasn't the opener. You know? I mean, maybe Kim was busy. You saw that she had dinner with Kanye. They, uh, they went on a, date, a double date with the Romuluses. No, I didn't. Tracy? Tracy and Ron. No, I didn't see. Ron Romulus. That's a tough name. Yeah. They went to Nobu Malibu. Ron Mulus. And Kanye Oh, of was course there. they did. Yeah. Love to see it. You do love to see love it. Love to see parents reconnecting or just co-parenting in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. Either way, happy for them. Um, okay, ba- I want to just really quickly talk to you about Housewives. I don't want to spoil anything for you, but both episodes were so good. Like, okay. Potomac was just twisted. Like, they got to this house, and, like, Robin and Giselle are like, we're not coming. You invited us in a rude way. We're like, okay, bye. Like, I think, I think they thought everyone would be like, no, please come. Everyone was like, okay. Like, no one cares. Yeah. Um, the husbands came. Not everyone. Uh came some of them are coming later michael's not coming at all and karen's husband is coming a day later so some of the guys were there mia's husband like is just a little wild like that's the vibe that yeah and like i really just want to defend him because like everyone's just like coming for mia but he was acting like an animal but they just get get there and wendy's like feeding everyone shots so like by the time ashley and and karen show up last they're like all fucking wasted like especially mia and wendy Mm. so things obviously get really heated between wendy i mean between mia and candace because she just kept keeps bringing up mia's mom like they're fighting about nonsense and then she's like your mom is low budget your mom's ratchet your mom is broke bitch like yeah and it's just so and they and wendy has been trying to tell candace like to stop with the mom stuff because you don't know what she's been through like but Candace won't even listen. She's just like, mom, mom, mom. And you know what? Like, maybe I thought Mia was wrong in the beginning, but now I don't even care. Like, it's so wrong. Candace is so below the belt. She makes it so unenjoyable to watch because you can't even get on her side at all. Because no. once you start, your mom is broke, bitch. Your mom is low budget. She said it multiple times last night and the episode before. It was just so frustrating. Like So frustrating. She's indefensible, and yet she gets away with all everything. of her terrible behavior. And even though I was turned, like, I was coming to... I was making peace with Candace. 
Um, it just brings you back to the Monique stuff. Yeah, of course. And she and by the way, you, you know, you saw the scene where like Mia throws lettuce, of course. Yeah. Who threw the first piece of lettuce? Candace. Candace. She threw one piece and then Mia was like, fuck that and threw the whole platter. Good. Because Candace was just like, go back to your pimp, you whore. Like she was really going so fucking below the belt. What in the world? And she just like can't get over the fact that like Mia and her husband met at a strip club. And like, I don't know. I First of all, who fucking cares? Like to each their own. Two, like Mia's, it's not like Mia was hiding that and like they all found out and they're like, Mia was like, yeah. And and then her husband's like, yeah, Mia still loves to go to the strip clubs. We go together. Like, I don't know. It's not what, what I would do, but I appreciate the confidence. Like a hundred percent. Candace is just like so jealous. Like of so, everyone and, like, and everything. And like small-minded. Like I can't believe she gets away with that. Agreed. Like she's, she's so condescending. Like, it was just a frustrating episode because Candace was acting like an animal. Of course, Robin and Giselle end up coming next week. You know, like their big protest is over. Um, and things obviously get even more heated. But what I did love was that Wendy gave everyone like a list. She said Karen and Ashley. No, Karen and um, Osa. What's her name? Ascala. Karen and Ascala, you get to choose rooms first because we were put in the cottage. And then Ashley, you can choose the next room because, you know, you left your kids at home and like we so are ha- we're so happy you're here and we just want you to be comfortable. And she went down the line and then she was like, and Candace, you can choose last. Who said this? Wendy. Because it's her trip. It's her trip. And she shoved Wendy into the cottage at the last trip. And Yeah, which is weird because Wendy and Candace are close. Yeah. That's but so-, so Wendy was like, fuck that. But no, they are close. And you know what? Their husbands are close too. Like seeing the husbands, how they interact. Wendy's husband and... Chris are really good friends. Interesting. So yeah, I'm glad good... the husbands are there. That always makes it interesting. Me too. It was a good episode, but Salt Lake City was so good. Like we pick back up at the ice fishing where like they Jen basically like is talking to Stuart and she like is just gonna a fake apologize to make it go. And like Meredith is like not believing it, which is everything of the sort, whatever. It was dumb. But then we meet this new woman. Angie, I didn't even know we were getting a new woman. And she meets up with Lisa. And remember that girl, Sarah Jane, who like keeps almost becoming a housewife? Like she was on last season. She's friends with Lisa. She's blonde. Maybe. So whatever. Like they just steamrolled over her and right into Angie, who was like this fabulous woman who discovered that she's cousins with Whitney because they're all related to the pioneers. And Lisa's like so jealous that her friend of like, you know, I think like six or 10 years is becoming friends with Whitney. But like they're cousins and they really like each other. Like what's the problem? So basically, Angie's having this party at her house. It's like this fabulous casino-themed fundraiser for um, an organization called the InCircle. They, her and her husband, have a son who's transgender, and it's like an organization for, you know, uh, a safe place for... It was really beautiful, like the whole thing. And the the husband got choked up talking about, like, they left the Mormon church because, like, it's so unwelcoming to their son and it was just like it was actually really beautiful and there was a guy there who donated a million dollars like it was a swanky affair like this woman Angie is bringing us everything she had a costume change her house was beautiful it was gorgeous but what had happened was that she had sat down with Lisa and said that she invited Whitney and Heather to her gala and then five hours later the caterer for the gala who's really good friends with Lisa called her and was like we can't do it anymore we spoke to Lisa's assistant and we can't do it that's what they said verbatim like Lisa's assistant called us we cannot do your event anymore so then Angie goes out to lunch with Whitney and she's like do you think like She's, like, sabotaging my event because, like, I invited you guys. And it does sound really stupid, but, like, they did write in the email that Lisa's assistant called them, and that's why they have to cancel. Yeah. So everyone's having fun at the party. Jen and Mary are even talking. Mary's just, like, so understands Jen for who she is, and she's not bothering to get into it. But then Angie pulls Lisa over, and it's like, I got this email from the caterer, and they said that they spoke to your assistant, and then they canceled. Like, what the fuck? And Lisa's just, like, freaking out, like, literally screaming, crying, like, 
Uh, and then for some reason she brings M Meredith and Jen Shaw into it because the point is basically Lisa's mad that her friend Angie's friends with Whitney but what she's doing right now between Meredith and Jen is the exact same fucking right, thing right and it's so hypocritical she starts like crying freaking screaming out she's so wrong she's getting caught in something I don't know what she did with the caterer but she's acting so guilty so then of course Whitney's so drunk Whitney comes in and just like sits down and Lisa's like what are you doing here she's like well Angie's my friend I want to make sure she's okay and they just go off she's screaming crying I want John I want John and remember how like Meredith was like freaking out rightfully so at the Jen Shaw conversation at Ice Fishing and Lisa would not let her leave like when she was really just clearly wanted to get out of there yeah they wouldn't let Lisa leave and it was so everything of the sort because she got caught in some lie I'm not sure what it is but she got so caught she was looking so guilty like crying like <laughs> like a two-year-old like why am I here like it was so amazing and Whitney really didn't even say anything she just like sat there and watched but Lisa is so triggered by the presence of Whitney like it's I don't get that at all Whitney's so like harmless so and the beef between them doesn't run very deep it's not that serious I it's couldn't just even tell like you what it is personality differences so they go to lunch next week as do as do Jen Shaw and Brooks because she said to Meredith like I'll apologize to Brooks okay yeah but so then like basically what what Jen Shaw did to Meredith, she also did to Mary. Like, basically, Mary was like, we made up at the reunion, and then she posted this really mean meme, and then they showed the meme, and it was, like, a picture of, like, I don't know if it was Mary, but, like, a picture of a young girl and her grandfather, like, and it was, like, when you order, no, no, it was, like, just a meme, and then next to it was Mary and her husband, like, basically, like, you married your grandfather, like, right after they had made up. So, Mary actually didn't really get into it. I think that she doesn't want to, like, keep dragging, like, she just is, like, hates Jen, but, like, like, is civil with her. Yeah. Which is really the smart way to handle someone like Jen. Yeah. Especially since Jen will probably be out of the picture soon. Yeah. Hopefully. So all in all, it was a good episode. Heather was like so irrelevant. Um, and it's so crazy because like with this Jen Shaw thing, I know I'm going to turn on Heather because like the fact that she's sticking up for Jen Shaw is so losery. And also watching that episode last week where she just like groveled in that ice cube, like it was so losery. And I'm like hating Lisa right now, but knowing how she like, immediately turns on Jen like I think I'm gonna have a huge and when I was watching Lisa with these two new girls Angie and Sarah like talk about how much they love KFC I'm like I just wish Lisa could be like this all the time like there are qualities of Lisa that I actually really like I agree and so I'm holding out hope me too but like she needs to get off of Whitney and Heather like it's not a thing no and she needs to get off Jen Shaw and she does yes that too but like it's so mean to Meredith and Meredith was looking oh my god at this event so unbelievably gorgeous like I never saw an outfit so gorgeous in my life wow I'm really excited to watch I think like I'm gonna watch today I was very much looking forward to it I just had my reading priorities that needed to take precedent it was a good episode the Salt Lake City was better than Potomac but um and then the other thing I watched is Squid Game which is this show it's it's a Korean show it's like number one in every country in the world and everyone was talking about it people were like doing the Squid Games challenge on TikTok so I was like let me see me and Olivia started it we were so confused but it's immediately became very good and it is a like a Hunger Games type of show, I would say. Yeah. Um, and it's in Korean, but they have like English dubbed over it. But then they also have subtitles that don't match the English dubbing. And it was very confusing. So I ended up watching without subtitles and just listening to the English dubbed over, which was fine. Mm -hmm. um, and it was good. It was really good. The ending was so fucking atrocious. And I think they're setting us up for a second season, which I'm if it had just ended completely and like it was an, a mini series, I think it would have been great. A limited series, sorry, not a mini series, but the ending like really bothered me. And I thought the show was good up until that. There were a lot of really good characters and just something new, you know? I never watch anything new. Yeah. It was good. I'm happy I think you. You, I think you would like it, and I know Zach would like it a lot. Oh, I'll tell him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I weirdly watched a lot of TV this weekend because I was, like, on, like, 
Kaylor time. On Kaylor time. Yeah, she so loves, many naps. She does love to watch TV when she she's loves. allowed. When she's allowed. When she's allowed. Okay, well, thank you for summing it up for us. It's a pleasure. And we will see you tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as podcasts anywhere podcasts can be found. So Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, I Hear Radio, Castbox, all the places wherever you listen to podcasts, find us. Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. And if you made it to the end of this episode, congratulations. You are now a part of the Society Season 2, full of people who only listen to the end of the episode because they are true toasters. And to let us know that you've made it to the end of the episode, why don't you go drop a comment on our most recent Instagram. Make it the uh, emoji. The siren. The siren emoji. To, to commemorate to the commemorate. longest siren of all time. Of all time. Have a great day, everyone. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.